This is Frontrunner, the weekly grain marketing update from Frontier Agriculture for week ending Friday the 28th of October 2022. Presented to you this week by Sophie Powell, farm trader based in the West. Before we begin, a word on markets and trading during this current time of intense volatility. Markets can move significantly in a matter of hours or even minutes, with spikes sometimes happening outside UK regular business hours. MyFarm is our free online platform which offers Frontier customers 24-7 access to market information, grain prices and the ability to sell grain at a time more convenient to them. With a MyFarm account you can see live global prices, market reports, exchange rates and commodity pricing directly relevant to your farm, with options to set alerts and sell grain all in one place. To learn more visit www.myfarm.com frontierag.co.uk forward slash myfarminfo. Links to more information about MyFarm are included in the description notes for this episode. Now let's get straight into this week's update by starting with wheat. Markets slipped lower this week, but further problems for Southern Hemisphere wheat production helped generate a mild recovery on Thursday. In southeastern Australia, persistent rain and consequential flooding across thousands of acres of arable land is damaging yield and quality. At this stage, it's uncertain what impact this will have on total Australian wheat production. Recent estimates are at 34 million tonnes, which would be the country's second highest ever crop after last year's record of 36.3 million tonnes. Across the other side of the Atlantic in Argentina, there are contrasting weather patterns. Prolonged drought conditions have caused a continuation of revisions for this season's wheat production estimates, and this week they were cut further. The Rosario Grain Exchange cut its Argentina wheat production estimate to just 13.7 million tonnes, which is almost 9 million tonnes below last year's record of 22.5 million tonnes. This would be the smallest crop since 2015-16. Last season, Argentina exported over 16 million tonnes to fill part of the gap left by the interruption in Ukraine's wheat export programme, but there will be less than half of that available to ship this season. Analysts see Russian wheat shipments rising to 4.5 million tonnes this month as the pace to shift the potential 47 million tonnes surplus from its record 100 million tonne crop hops up. Algeria, Saudi Arabia and Turkey have bought significant volume this week, and it is likely that all will be sourced from Russia. Pakistan will also be added to the list of the wheat-buying nations while the country works to conclude deals to secure 500,000 tonnes for shipment by the 10th of January. Meanwhile, uncertainty over the longevity of the Ukraine-Black Sea export deal continues to influence markets. Ukraine now has 165 vessels delayed due to the checking process and has accused Russia of blocking full implementation of the deal, with ports only running at 25 to 30% capacity. Now let's turn our attention to what's been happening with barley this week. Since last week, there have been more inquiries for cargoes of feed barley to Spain and Portugal, and two or three cargoes have traded. However, recent rises in the value of sterling have meant the difference in crop valuation between buyers and sellers has widened by around €5 per tonne, which has prevented further trade this week. Exports are not running at a pace currently to move the potential surplus of nearly 1.5 million tonnes, even with a good malting barley sales programme. If the current situation continues, it will result in a stock build at the end of the year, 
or a drop in values to become more export competitive. Therefore, a drop in the value of sterling is beneficial to UK prices and the volume of sales the country can make. Talks of disruption to the Ukraine grain corridor keep interest there from EU importers and the lower currency makes it happen. As feed prices have dropped, the malting premium has widened out again by around £10 per tonne. The highest premiums are for the February to May months, where they are now £40 to £50 per tonne over feed values. With all the uncertainty around the demand for beer and the cost of production and service, growers should feed the market with more supply at these higher premiums. In Europe, brewers are having initial conversations about the potential for reduced demand for beer. Brewers are generally optimistic, so this is an interesting message that is coming across. The rebound of demand due to COVID-19 has been good and perhaps better than expected, but access to disposable income is what keeps consumers' demand up and this could be impacted by the increased cost of living. Taking a look now at oilseed rape. In the last month, long spells of continuous heavy rainfall have been hitting the eastern coast of Australia, which is causing major flooding in many affected regions. Whilst canola crops in the east and south will have seen some damage, the bulk of canola production stems from the west. Conditions over the next few weeks in this region will be closely monitored as the country enters its harvest period, and as a result, losses can then be quantified. In soybean territories, Argentina received some necessary rain this week. However, widespread dryness looks set to return next week and extend through to the end of November. As the La Nina weather pattern persists through until the end of 2022, Argentina is due to start planting soybeans in mid-November. South Brazil rainfall remains close to normal, but central regions are forecast to be dry at least into mid-November. This needs to be watched as it will surely affect soybean production levels there. This week, a factor directly affecting UK and European rapeseed markets has been the increasing levels of traffic around the Bosporus Strait and shipments entering and exiting the Black Sea. Vessels are suffering considerable delays due to increasing wait times when going through checks in Turkey, which is therefore causing buyers to scramble and pay higher values to fill their near-term requirements. The current export corridor deal expires in nearly a month, and the Russian contingency is currently voicing complaints over unfairness. The trade will watch these developments closely and be hesitant to buy any more Ukrainian origin grains and oilseeds via the Black Sea. In a year where rapeseed production looks to heavily outweigh demand, this is a factor giving the market some strength. Let's take a look at pulses now. As bean markets continue to fall, the pressure on values was intensified this week after DEFRA released its crop area data for pulses. The bean area for 2022 increased by 208,000 hectares from 185,000 hectares in 2021, a rise of 13%. It's extremely difficult to assess average yields in the UK, but even if a low level of 3.6 tonnes per hectare is assumed, there is a crop in excess of 750,000 tonnes. This figure includes an old crop carryout and is far more than what was expected in previous trade estimates. The pea area harvested fell slightly this year to 56,000 tonnes from 60,000 tonnes in 2021, a fall of 6.3%. However, as the area is relatively small, there's very little impact on market values expected. And finally, I'm going to finish this report by taking a look at the fertiliser market. 
Historically, the last two weeks of October would have been an autumn reset in the UK fertiliser industry. We have seen some reductions in phosphate and potash, but from the nitrogen side, a reset is more difficult as many European nitrate producers remain shut due to gas supply issues. Volatility remains in the gas markets. There are reports of France and Germany at 100% storage capacity and some liquefied natural gas cargoes continue to look for homes in the spot market. The challenge is that the storage capacity doesn't get France and Germany through winter, so there will still be volatility depending on winter temperatures. Granular urea offers are still the best buy in the market, but with limited space due to the current stocks being bagged. New cargoes are hard to find homes for in the spot market too. Ammonium nitrate offers remain very limited due to a couple of shippers with no real interest to commit volumes given the supply issues. UAN tons available to the UK marketplace remain limited. However, values are also unchanged for both autumn and spring delivery. As serial drilling is nearing completion or is completed, growers should look to reassess requirements for the coming season. All growers are encouraged to include Lemus Clear throughout their liquid fertiliser programme in the spring. The benefits of Lemus Clear include an improved nitrogen use efficiency of up to 7% through the reduction of ammonia emissions by up to 98%. More about the product can be found at www.frontierag.co.uk forward slash Lemus Clear. The timing of last week's drop in P&K values has coincided with half-term and low activity on farms. Demand for nutrients that can be applied in the spring has remained low, even with the price reduction. It's advised to watch the markets and keep in contact with your Frontier advisor as there's potential that prices will firm again shortly. This was Frontrunner for week ending Friday the 28th of October. If you'd like help with any aspect of your grain marketing, please get in touch with us by visiting our website at www.frontierag.co.uk or if you're a customer, you can speak to your local Frontier contact. Don't forget, all Frontier customers have free access to online grain trading and live 24-hour market pricing through MyFarm. Links to more information as well as to our blog and socials can be found in the description notes for this episode. Thank you for listening.